0: Hi, this is Donna Otto and we are Modern Homemakers. Do you think I have different voices when I greet you? I think sometimes I go, hi, and other times I go, hi. It's my intention to greet you, period. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are Modern Homemakers, and I'm so delighted to have you joining us and listening to us. Thank you for your emails and notes and letters. I am going to teach this second part of the people-pleasing in the next um, week or 10 days. A couple of you have asked to talk about marriage. A number of you have written emails about things that you're going through. Please feel free to continue to offer suggestions We stay with those main topics of who you are as a woman, wife, mother, and homemaker, and we hope that's encouraging. We have new things up on the website for this passage of Lent, um, preparation for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Today I want to talk to you about character. D.L. Moody said that character is what you are in the dark. I don't think he meant in the dark on a scary night and whether you were afraid or not. I think he meant what the dark is where others don't see you. What do you think? What do you feel? I talked to you the last time we were together about this time of Lent and um, how grateful I am to have taken it seriously. I remember the first year I thought, okay, I'm joining in. I'm going to do this. I thought, yeah, well, I did, I had this conscious thought, well, if I don't tell anybody what I gave up, then if I decide not to get through the whole thing, then I, and I can't tell you how many years I have gave up something that I just gave it up, and then I had some of it during the time. The hardest part was always giving up things like sweets, because I have a birthday that falls right in Lent, almost every year, and then somebody offers me a birthday cake. And I go, I have to have the birthday cake. My husband always says to me, honey, that doesn't count. And I think, why doesn't that count? Because I'm a black and white person. If I say it, I mean it. Well, the part about if you say it, you mean it, is just what character looks like. Character is what you are in the dark. Now, I'm not talking about being legalistic here. And I think the birthday cake was always the exception to the rule because I love that person. It wasn't because I was breaking my, my pack with myself. And it's really a pack I make with myself. And n- n- Nobody else is responsible to me or me to them for doing this. Joshua says, And I love Joshua, the book of Joshua. Do not let the book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Meditation, people say to me, meditation. I don't think meditation. I think meditation is something from another kind of worship. And I say to you, meditation is found in the scripture in several places, and it means that you're going to stay with it and keep meditating on it, keep thinking about it. You're going to stay with Christ. You're going to stay with his word. So I want to encourage you um, to recognize for yourself what your character is. Character is not something I put my mind to. Character is not something I put my mind to. Character is something I do that I feel God's calling me to do and will change um, the nature of who I am. So this is decades ago, but I always think of it when I talk about character. First of all, I believe the first 20 years of my life, my family, my natural biological family, disabled me. They, They did pretty much everything they could to disable a, p- a human being. The next decade I took very seriously learning things that would enable me. And I had a personal struggle, which I've never told anyone, so I'm not telling you, that's for sure. Never told anyone, ever anyone. And this struggle felt like a weakness to me. And I I submitted it to the Lord. And I said, okay, here it is. And the years went by, and I, I had this sense that the struggle was over, but then I didn't have any reassurance that it would never come again. That was how young I was, and I was trying to figure it all out. And then the only, that have been two dreams in my whole life ever that had any significance. And this was a dream that I had. And the struggle was on one side of this screen in my mind, and the not- accepting the struggle was on the other side. And I was giving a choice. And it felt just like God saying, okay, here's the choice. And I chose the right door. (laughs) And when I woke up, I woke up with such a wonderful reassurance that God saw that that struggle was over and wanted to reassure me of it. Decades later, it is over. So what does it mean to have character? What does it mean? Uh, If you're Christian, does that mean you have character? Or do you have something beyond being a Christ-like person? Uh, I think I can say quite candidly that I know many people who call themselves Christian who do not behave in ways that seem to agree with how Christ would call us to lead. I'm not passing judgment on that, I'm just saying it appears to me that the character of Christ looks a way that is an attempt for us to do life the way he would do life. So I want to read a few verses from John chapter 10, I think they're familiar to you, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. People often ask me, what does that abundantly really mean? Mm, It means every day in every way you have the certainty that Christ is with you. He goes on to say, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and run away, and the wolf snatches them up and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, he says. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I lay down my life for the sheep. I am his sheep, and he lays down his life for me. And I am grateful that when I recognize the weaknesses of my own character, the things that God is calling me to adjust and rearrange and trust him in, that I don't do it alone. So how? what does character look like? How do you define it? Well, well first of all, I'd, I'd ask you to go with me to Psalm 15, which I have in my Bible, written next to Psalm 15, the Christian Constitution, the Christian Mandate. Who shall abide in the sanctuary of God? Now I'm going to read to you these six verses from Psalm 15, which I said earlier is Who shall abide in God's sanctuary or the Christian mandate or the Christian doctrine or the Christian constitution? O Lord, who may abide in your tent? Who may dwell on your holy hill? And then he says, those who walk blamelessly and do what is right and speak the truth from their heart, who do not slander with their tongue and who do no evil to their friends, nor take reproach against their neighbors in whose eyes the wicked are despised, but who honor those who fear the Lord, who stand by their oath even to their own hurt, who do not lend money at interest and do not take a bribe against the innocent. Those who do these things, shall never be moved. And he very clearly tells us in, in simple statements, actually, um, I believe there are nine statements and here's what they are. He walks with integrity. He follows God's rules. He does works of righteousness. Not a spectac- spectator and not spectacular works, but just works of righteousness. He is not a spectator, but he participates. This is a man or a woman of character. Three, speaks truth. And I think sometimes we have to remember that speaking truth is balking against something that's not true. I I think sometimes I talk with truthfulness and I speak the truth, but then when an untruth or a mistruth or a half-truth or whatever you want to call a lie happens, do I push back on it? Or do I just let it go, even for myself? You know, in some circles, you know, there's little lies and big lies and black lies and white lies. No, no, no. There are just lies. And I want to say, well, that one wasn't so bad and I needed that. And how many women have said to me over the years of doing work with young women, is it okay to lie if it's good for someone else? (laughs) And I always ask them the same question. Who is the someone else that it's good for? Because lying is never good for anyone. I think speaking truth is not only about the words I say, but it's what I do. My body language, my actions. I may not be speaking the truth, but my body language says you stink and I'm mad at you. Four, he does not slander. He speaks with honesty. Intimacy always includes honesty. And the scripture calls us to be intimate with Christ. And we have all had this experience, like I reveal to God something God already knows and I feel this big weight off my shoulder. But the reality is that God does know and he's looking for me to acknowledge it and then he gives me the strength to move forward. It's the absence of evil. It's the absence of evil. Do not be surprised by sin. By others, do not be surprised by yourself. The Character of a Christian is one has the absence of evil six um, the eyes of a reprobate are not despised. How do you feel when you see sinfulness in people? I recommend that you ask yourself that question: How do you feel? Are you angry? Are you mad at them? Are you think judgmentally they shouldn 't be doing that, and you know it 's wrong. they know it 's wrong. I think that a person with godly character looks at a person with compassion. Why? Because you do the same things because it 's not just them who does something bad. It's all of us. Seven, a character in Christ is honoring those who fear God. Uh, I, I don't remember when, but in my lifetime, suddenly there was Pastor Appreciation Month. I don't know who started it, maybe Hallmark, but the reality was that it was a calling of a month that if you belong to a church, if you were pastored by anyone, to send them a card or a note and acknowledge what they do for you. That's an honor, an honor for those who fear God. swears to his own hurt and does not change. I said yes, you said yes, Do we stay consistently with that? Yes, and following Christ. And lastly, he manages his money well. Well, this psalm is quite simple in many ways. It's certainly very short. There are five verses here that mm, comprise every one of these nine items that I mention as a part of our Christian Constitution. Blameless. Speaks truth from the heart, does not slander, has no evil, has, and does not despise the wicked, but recognizes their own place in it. And I ask you to consider that in this time as we walk through the period of preparation for the death and resurrection of Christ, that you would ask yourself and have God encourage you in ways that you might continue your endurance as you walk this walk of faith. Here's the Constitution, it's laid out before us. Who will abide in your holy tent? Who will abide and dwell in the holy hill? Who, here's who, these are the people. God's word clearly tells us. What does it take to do that? It takes endurance. James chapter one tells us that blessed is the man who endures trial. For when he has stood the test of time, he will receive the crown of life. He will receive the crown of life. I think sometimes character looks like building the endurance by crashing through my quitting point you know? I think if I would have gone back and kept record, and I haven't, for the times that I've tried a 40-day sacrifice of some sort, uh, if I could say, oh, on that year, I crashed and stopped on the 12th day, and on that year, I crashed and stopped on the 25th day, it's my endurance is increasing by how long it takes me to get through the crashing through to the quitting point. So, I'm beginning a new year, 40 days. I want to get past the crash and go straight through to the quitting point. There are some things that God would direct us to quit, but I am confident that he never would direct us to quit, pausing long enough to say, I am yours, you are mine, I want to receive the full plate of your love. And I pray that this specific time of preparation for Easter, for the resurrection and crucifixion of Christ, that we will pause long enough to look at our character, not our reputation, but at our character. Because I can promise you that I can make my reputation look different than my character. What does your character look like? Does it look like the character of Christ as we see here in Psalm 15? And if it doesn't, Maybe that's the place that you want to pause and say, this is a time to surrender that, to make a new practice of how I live through that quitting point in 2021. I'm Donna Otto, and this is Modern Homemakers. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day of practicing your character.